you want to save time and learn how to invest in real estate faster, go to InvestorThrive.com to master the sales process from our training so you can close more deals with less leads, even if you're only doing this part-time. Or if you don't know where to start and need help, give me a call at 385-398-9862 and let's chat. All right, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Investor Thrive Painless uh, Wholesaling Podcast. We got my man Brent Daniels. What's going on, Brent? Let's go! Yeah, I am telling you, I'm so excited to be on here, Nathan. Um, Thank you. You have been pouring into our uh, Rhino Tribe community so much, teaching people your painless method. It's been absolutely bananas. People are going crazy for it in the private groups, in the Zooms that you do every Friday. And uh, it's just absolutely incredible. So one, I want to thank you for pouring in. I think that people, it it is so powerful when people start to understand when you're giving and giving and giving, the only thing that can happen is getting, right? And, And receiving, I guess, is probably the better term for that. And not keeping things quiet and being really, really loud and just trying to help out as many people as possible. One, it, it makes you feel better just as yeah. a human, but two, it increases your ability to to network and squat up with people and JV and, and raise funds and find other opportunities that you never thought would be available. So um, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously, so, sincerely from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you. And you saying that means a lot to me because I will just tell you, since I started, I changed my, my mentality of uh, scarcity mentality to like, uh, you know, obviously there's an abundance, right? To give out. My life has just been so much happier. I have fun doing what I do. And I've kind of, I've learned that from you. It sounds like, it looks like every day you're having a good time. You know, you're just trying to give as much as you can. So Listen, this is the, this is the most exciting business that I can imagine. I mean, literally, you can start with zero dollars. You can go and find an ugly house on the street in your community. You can go up to that door and you can knock on that door and have a conversation or you could get their phone number free online and call them up and ask them, when do you plan on selling this property? And then all of a sudden that starts building the momentum and then you find these opportunities and uh, hopefully in the beginning, you're, you're selling them to somebody that that's going to either put it in their portfolio or fix and flip or whatever else. If you're just starting out with a small budget and build your big, heavy, healthy bank account so that you can do this business full time, because once you do it full time, I'm telling you, it's just it's just an incredible life. It's an incredible yeah. life. It's an incredible lifestyle. It's an incredible business to be in, whether it's an up market, down market, sideways market, flat, whatever it is, there's opportunities every single day. And, um, I've, uh, you know, uh, a great comment from, um, Dolph DeRoos, who was, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's real estate, uh, mentor and coach, mm-hmm. uh, said the deal of a lifetime comes around about once a week. And that's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. So I love this business. I have a lot of energy for this business and I love the people in this business. So, yeah. And I think you, uh, it, it just shows, it just shows that you're genuine you love it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really awesome. I love the TTP thing the talk to people because the thing is like, that's how you get deals. You yeah. Just talk. You just got to get on the phone with someone and find out their situation. Like wh- what's going on? How can I serve you? Like, how can I be of help? And that's something that I've done, uh, that I really enjoy about this job is look, I I'm not trying to force you on like my offer of like a, you know, my wholesale offer, my cash offer. I'm here just to see what you need and let's see if we can work something out that's beneficial to you, right. To both of us. Yeah. So- I think, it's, I think it's important to understand three words when it comes to negotiating. All right. There's uh speed, there's convenience and there's price. Okay. Right. Speed, convenience, and price and in a normal or down markets, the sellers only get to pick two. They only get to pick two. 
Right. Um, and when people want speed and convenience, then they have to have a lower price. That's mm. just the facts. That's how it shakes out. And yeah. so if you understand that, then you actively look for people that want to trade speed and convenience for price. And typically those are ugly houses. Typically those are people that don't have the budget to fix it up. They don't have the expertise to fix it up. They don't have the time to fix it up. And they just want to get rid of properties because it's a burden on their life. It's a burden on their mind. It's a burden on their schedule. And you know what I mean? People, people have things that they need to do and they don't want to worry about properties. That's where we come in. That's the, the problem that we solve is we give them speed and convenience and they give us price. It's a fair negotiation at that point. Yeah. And I'll just speak from personal experience. Like, I, you know, I, I bought some houses in March, flipped them, listed them like, you know, right as the market shifted. And I myself am motivated, very motivated to get them that they're not, they haven't sold. And, you know, we're having to explore different options of taking it down, using it as an Airbnb or rental. So it's anyone can become a motivated seller in a second, right? Mm -hmm. like, so guys, if you're looking at uh, properties on the MLS, if you're looking at, you know, talking, you maybe talked to someone that wasn't motivated like a month or two ago, things could change in an instant, right? Yep. So it's uh, never, never judge someone and be like, mm, you know, that guy's rich. Like I, I did a deal a little bit ago. This guy was a multimillionaire, like wasn't struggling with the payments or anything, but he just didn't like the tenant, didn't want all that problem. He was like, look, yeah. I got millions of dollars. Why do I got to have this headache on my mind? of a guy that's not paying rent, right? He, he was a landlord. Multimillionaires don't don't want problems either. They don't want to have to have that those issues. Well, listen, Nathan, I, and I tell this story a lot because it's like, it like just sticks in people's minds and it's just wild and it's a true story. We did a deal where a real estate broker, her name was Fran, a real estate broker, and I, and I looked at how many properties she owned after I did the deal or after we locked it up and, and millionaire. Free and clear, millionaire, easy on, on, on paper. You know what I mean? Not in her account, but like in the equity in her properties. And she had no heirs. Her brother just passed away. He had no heirs. She had no, like nobody was going to get these properties. Right. And right. so I went on this appointment because my acquisition manager is like, Hey, you need to get out here and, and see if, uh, see if this person that I'm talking to is serious or just crazy. And so I go out there and on Zillow, the properties were 220,000. Okay. okay. Decent property, maybe, maybe needs $25,000 worth of work. I go there. She tells me, give me $9,000. This property's yours. Dude, no $9,000 independently wealthy person right, broker right. for over 20 years. I said, listen, what do you think this, this property sells for in the market? She says 200,000, no problem. Mm -hmm. I said, why are you giving me $191,000 worth of equity? She goes, mm -hmm. Oh honey, I just want you. I just want you to win. I just want yeah, you to yeah. get a really good deal. Yeah. And I want to sell it to a real estate investor. I don't want to put it on the market. And uh, I just want you to win. That are was, you kidding me? That's the ultimate go giver. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, like you think about that and you think about, okay, I got it for 9,000. I sold it for 176,000 in 10 minutes, right? Like yeah. that was from one conversation that I had. Yeah. That's from one call that we made. We drove for dollars in that neighborhood, saw that property. It looked dated, not bad, but dated. Mm -hmm. And we called her up and, and now we're at this opportunity. And normally we would think to ourselves, nobody would sell that. Nobody, right. nobody would do that. Why wouldn't she just get the 200,000? Why wouldn't she just take all that money and do something with it? She didn't want to. Yeah, exactly. She didn't want to. And you know, you run into these opportunities. If you're consistent, you'll run into them at least once a year. Yeah. And, um, and in our business, we get what we call massive deals, which are deals over 50,000 at mm -hmm. least, um, once a quarter. 
the last couple of years yeah. we were averaging 50,000, but in a, in a regular market, it's about once a quarter that you get these big, massive opportunities. And they happen if you're proactive. They happen if you are obsessed with this business. They happen if you build a culture in your business of being wildly proactive and communicating, over-communicating with all the leads that you have and all the, all the potential prospects that you have. That's the name of the business. I look down at what is the seed of every single deal, Nathan. The seed is a conversation. The seed is a quality conversation with a distressed property owner. That's it. Yeah. And, and statistically, 6 to 10% of the real estate market is in distress at all times. By the way, there's 143 million properties in the United States, residential real estate. 10% of that's 14 million opportunities every single year at all times. Go get it. Everyone can go get it. You know what I really, uh, really enjoy about that story is you had the, uh, yeah, I guess then not, I don't know if it's so much integrity, but you, you said, Hey, look, like you're giving me a great deal. Why? You, you basically asked her like, why? Right. And yeah. you know, some, I feel like some other people would probably be like, Ooh, you know, maybe she doesn't know what this is worth. Let me just, you know, lock it up. But you, you went out and just said, Hey, look, you're giving me a great deal. What's going on here. And I think that might've established some amazing rapport as well. Right. Just to, just to see. Yeah. Hey, well, Nathan, you know, as well as I do, like you can make all the money in the world, but if you don't sleep at night, your life is miserable. Right. It is. You know what I mean? You got to be able to sleep with a clear conscience. No, and so you need to understand, is this somebody that just doesn't understand anything about this? Am I duping this person? I've never duped anybody in my life. There you go. Uh, and, and, and I'm not going to start now. You know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. It's just in, in, instinctually, it would just, it, it feels gross. It feels slimy. And you yeah. just don't, you don't mess with that. So you just, you, you try to be, well, listen, we're truth tellers and truth seekers. That's mm. all that we are. You know what I mean? So we go in and we ask really good questions to understand what, what is can I can I help solve the problem here? Can I actually provide value to this person? Mm -hmm. And if you can't, then you either move on or you refer them to somebody that can. Yeah, and honestly, like if you just whoever would have, if someone else would have worked that deal, and not said anything. Imagine the anxiety that you would feel waiting to get to the close table. You might be like, oh, someone might give her a better offer. I better hurry up. But no, you're like, hey, you know. You both were on the same page. You took it all the way. And I talked to her attorney. I talked to her priest. I, I mean, yeah. because there wasn't any family and she was older. And so, I mean, she was all there. I mean, she was very smart and knew what she was doing, obviously. But um, yeah, you trust, but verify for sure on, on situations where there's no heirs. But yeah, it was, uh, it, it's important to do those things. Just awesome. Do doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to go out and try to convince anybody. One, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't yeah. convince anybody. We're deal finders not deal creators That's and that right. took me a long time to figure out because i tried yeah. to force you know yeah. the uh the square peg into the round hole a lot you know yeah. and it doesn't work you're yeah. deal finders not deal creators and if you talk to enough people you're going to find those deals yeah exactly because yeah. uh, i came from the door-to-door -door industry where you basically almost have to like force your way into the house and you know close them there because the think about it, you're never going to talk to them again. So I came into that thinking that's how this business worked. And it's the exact opposite. This is a consulting chat, you know, find out what they need and present options. And then they decide, they decide. And there's honestly nothing more satisfying to me than to present their options and then them decide what makes sense. And it, it helps both of us. Right. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it takes typically about 30 days to close. You're not going to, you're not going to keep people involved in the transaction for 30 days if they don't want to be involved. So you really have to pre-qualify. Mm -hmm. You really have to understand uh, what their goal is with the property. 
and uh and then you put together the price and terms and then the last part of negotiating is do they trust you so you've right. got price terms and and you are the three three parts of negotiating and you need to make sure all of those are in alignment with their goals or they're going to get wiggly and they're going to cancel yeah. and they're going to disappear and they're going to ghost you and they're not going to show up for closing so yeah it's a nice it's a nice um kind of safety net to make sure that that we're we're doing all the right things and yeah. that real people that build skills in this business and build a company around the skills of serving people that own these distressed properties that's who wins and that's who wins when the market shifts right yeah. i mean yeah. it's been cool it's been real easy selling deals the last couple of years but when the when the tide goes out it exposes a lot of things and if you don't have skills if you don't have the skills of effective communication if you don't have skills of pre-qualifying if you don't have skills of lead follow-up if you don't have the skills of an offer presentation and then taking that deal all the way to close you're 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 not going to survive in this business so learn those exactly. skills and you're going to feel bulletproof and you're going to feel very confident. And you're not going to worry about what's going on in the news or what's going on in the economy. You just worry about what you can do. And, and that's that's the important thing. And I think also, Nathan, when you build skills, people can't take those away from you, right? Mm. You could get a divorce, lose a lot of half of what you have, right? Or whatever, even more. You could that's get right. sick and 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 things happen. You can you can get injured and things happen, right? Uh, you can make a bad investment and, and get crushed, but you're not crushed for long if you have skills. That's the important thing. And we've, we've been living in a world where real estate didn't really require a lot of skills. It just required getting a property under contract and selling it to the uh, unbelievable amount of, of buyers out there. And right, when those yeah. buyers shrink up, the, the people left with the skills win. Yeah. And the skill set that, you know, as I, I we, we've talked about with the reverse wholesaling, the pain, this wholesaling is the skill set of connecting with buyers, earning their trust, and then getting them what they need. Right. Because, you know, if you call me, if you're a new wholesaler and call me, Hey, Nate, what can I find you? You know, I, I might not have the time or the energy to just tell you exactly what I want. So you got to kind of gain that trust, provide value, right. Show them that you you're capable. hundred so, percent. So Brent, you know, we went, we went and started ripping into this thing, this podcast, uh, you know, and I love it. That's, that's just this, the energy we both bring to this industry and like how much we love it. But I kind of wanted to ask you yeah. about the origin, like, cause I, you know, I've seen you around when I first got into wholesaling, I saw you, you know, doing your thing. And my thought was, you know, how did you get your start? So that's kind of what we want to dive into. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So I think as all all of us entrepreneurs have like a weird seed in our brain where we we want control. And I think mm -hmm. that most of us probably have a problem with authority or, or being told what to do. Honestly, I, I honestly think that. And I think that that stems just from my childhood. Every every night, my parents, we'd say our prayers. They tuck mm -hmm. me into bed and they'd say, you're the best Brent. And I'd have to say in the whole wide world. Right. And I think wow. that just like the confidence that I had and just kind of like feeling maybe it's a firstborn thing. I don't know. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know psychologically where it stems from. But uh, my parents had a rule. You could work or you could play sports. And so um, I was pretty good at sports growing up. And so I never had a job. And so I'm in college. I have a scholarship for football. Play, oh, football. What's that? What did you play? Was it, I think you said football. Football. Yeah. Yeah. I played football at uh, Northern Arizona University and wow. um, great time. It was, it, it was fantastic. But as, as you're, you know, 2021, you're like, okay, college is going to be over. This thing's basically just kind of training me to get like to be good at a resume and to be good at like a cog in the wheel. And it just I never was interested in it. My brain would literally just shut off. So right. I was like kind of just 
floating out there. And my best friend, Mike Mahoney, who was in the hall down the way here, works Amazing. at my company. You know, Mike. Yeah. He, uh, he gave me, guy. his dad, his dad gave him um, Rich Shad Poor Dad, and he mm -hmm. gave it to me. And I read that and my mushy brain was changed forever. And I was like, that makes sense, right? Like Rich Dad owns businesses, Poor Dad works for other people. Okay, well, I'll own a business. And I was like, well, how do you do that? So I was like, well, I guess I'll get my real estate license. That's what you have to do when it's 2003. And so uh, I went to real estate school during the summer of college and I passed the test and I got my license. And right out of college, I became a real estate agent. And uh, fortunately for me, it was 2004 or five. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, right out of college helping friends and family sell their house. But that's not what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to be an investor. I wanted to own the assets. I wanted to have a big portfolio. I wanted to, um, you know, find these incredible deals that, you know, these books were talking about. And I just didn't, didn't know how that was because Rich Dad Poor Dad is a fundamentally just the most impactful book uh, that we have in our industry in real estate but right. it's not an instruction manual it's, it's not, not right. a this is this is how you go and get deals and how, how you lock it up and in this it's education and so it took me a while to kind of sift through what's education what's entertainment and what's instruction. And I really needed the instruction. So I joined a real estate brokerage and just kind of did that and fell into being a real estate agent. And then, you know, when you're young and you make six figures, uh, you feel like it's a million dollars, Yeah, you yeah. know? And right so I opened up my own brokerage. I went and, and I wanted to, you know, Grant Cardone 10 exit. And I wanted to go crazy, which was the dumbest idea of all time uh, because I just didn't have the skills to be able to do that. And I got a big 9,000 square foot office and I opened up a brokerage and I recruited a bunch of agents and I was feeling wow. great. And then 2008 hit and, uh, the economic world melted. Yes. And I wasn't in a position to take advantage of that because I wasn't taking money home from my business. I was pouring it all back into the business, which is a huge mistake. And I can touch on that um, later, but okay. I wasn't taking money home. So I couldn't take advantage of all the incredible uh, opportunities to buy the real estate when they were at like the bottom, bottom, bottom. Mm. And uh, I had signed a personal guarantee on an office lease uh, for this office for, for 10 years, Ooh. the equivalent of 740000 thousand dollars worth of rent right and uh the Leave funny thing the funny Leave. thing is when you when you don't pay an office lease they they sue you Oh, they sued they sued me so i had a seven hundred forty-two thousand dollar judgment it was i was 27 years old i went through a divorce it was a rough 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 time i was then living in like a bedroom at my buddy's house at 28 right <laughs> feeling totally defeated and I had, a, I had a scratch and claw my way out and it took a couple of years to kind of get over the hangover of, of of all of those emotions and of all that failure and of all the you know not being able to know how to deal with it and yeah. then um I realized that if I just go out and knock on doors in neighborhoods I could see if people want to sell their properties and I could sell it to my investor buyers because yeah. investor buyers were were everywhere here in Phoenix right I mean, the prices were fantastic. So I started doing that. And then I realized one day I got a, uh, a phone number and a, and a number, I mean, a phone number and a name for a property owner that lived in New York. Uh, the property was vacant, but the caretaker lived four houses down. She gave me the information. I called up the gal and I got my first deal mm -hmm. and I not even, I got the first deal. I went to my buyer and I said, Hey, listen, if I, if I can get you this property at 150,000, will you pay me 3%? He goes, yeah, no problem. Yeah. And I was like, great. So 
We go to the closing. He's not closing it. His buddy is. Mm. It shows him making thirty thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, and I go, what, what, what's, what's happening here? What's going on with this deal? Are you, are you buying it or you not? He goes, no, no, no. I sold it. And I go, what do you mean you sold it? Like you don't even own the property. How do you sell something that you don't own? He goes, no, I sold the contract. Oh, and I was like, you're like, let's go. (laughs) Um, okay. You, you can sell a contract. And he's like, yeah. And then I did three more deals with two more deals within three total for $92,000 worth of assignment fees that he got. Mm, I got 3% on each of them. So I made like 12 or 15,000. I don't remember. And, uh, but it was, it was my education into this is what wholesaling is. Mm. And once I realized what wholesaling is and, and, and my, my natural, uh, risk aversion, because I didn't want to lose everything again, doing flips or doing rentals or doing all these other things, by the way, I foreclosed on five properties had two cars repoed i don't know if you've ever had a car repo but it's wildly embarrassing when they come and find your car and just take it from you right and so like all of these things so i I, i'm risk averse so i'm like you know what i don't want to get too risky but i want to make a bunch of money how do i do that it's called wholesaling yeah it's called wholesaling and mm-hmm. so now uh, I built a business and have grown a business and it started with just me and, and a partner, uh, Dustin, who's incredible. We split ways in 2018. He's got an incredible business and I've got an incredible business. And now I work five hours in the business. We do last year, we did 1.7 million. This year we're on track for about 1.5, which is a little bit down, but you know, the, the shift awesome. as of June 15th um, affected us big time, yes. um, but we're still, we're still at 55% profitability. And so you really look at this thing and you realize that maybe, I mean, owning real estate and getting passive income is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Getting passive income on a scale like that in a business that you created is so much better. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, people that the old, the old saying from like Robert, uh, I mean, um, Andrew Carnegie from like way long ago was like 90% of uh, millionaires are in America are made from real estate. Yeah. In 1930, bro. Right. Like now it's from business. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get it twisted. It's absolutely from business. But you take that cash flow and you put it into real estate for preservation, mm-hmm. not speculation. Right. So then you actually get to keep the money that you made which is fantastic. And so I think that that's the smarter plan. I think if you go after ugly houses, get big checks, create a business to be able to do that on a consistent basis, pull yourself out of that so that you can focus on finding the best deals that you want to work with and spend time with the family, coach people in real estate, lend money, do the other things that you want to do that feeds your soul, really brings joy to you. That's like the best. That's yeah. the best position to be in. And uh, you don't get there unless you build a real foundation of going out there and talking to a lot of people. And by the way, Nathan, what I didn't mention in there is 45,000, mm-hmm. 45,000 conversations I've had personally with property owners. Wow. Okay. Like That's I cold amazing. called three hours a day, nine to noon every day for seven years. Okay. Like just going and going and going and going and going and going. I had to crawl out of that hole. I had to pay mm-hmm. off that judgment, right? Yes. I had to clear up my credit. That was like the lowest that it could possibly be. I had to do all <laughs> those things. I had to pay back a lot of other things. 
and um and and i'm telling you like there's no skipping the hard work part of it there's no skipping the building skills part of it there's no skipping being in the dirt chopping wood carrying water part of this business there's not and anybody that tells you that there is is just selling you something yeah and hey that is an incredible story and that's why i wanted to do this because i had no idea you went through that right because a lot of people when they look at success or they see somebody they see the end product or what's going on now they didn't see you going through all the that trial right that's amazing did you um did looking back are you grateful that you went through kind of that or you do you wish you didn't have to go through that i know that's a um question because i know there's the, the divorce but i guess i'm yeah there, there's there's uh the the great the greek philosopher and I, I i love this uh seneca talks about um don't stumble on things you've already walked past mm-hmm. you know what i mean like don't 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 trip on your past don't think you know what i mean like i don't know honestly don't Nathan, really do it. i wish it happened probably not yeah. if i'm being honest do right. i wish it would have just been dope and i would have been like you know 10 times the net worth by now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that uh, everybody goes through this type of thing at, at one point or another. I think yeah. if you're, if you're building it yourself, I think if you, if you come from a family or if you come from a, a community that protects you and really understands and keeps you, you know, on the path um, that, that prevents a lot of that from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that at least my ego had to get crushed for me to be where I'm at now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for sure. So, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't trip on the stuff that I'm already past. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know so. it's a tough question, but at the same time, like it's, you're, you're a different person because of it, right? Like you're, you're, you can oh, yeah. handle adversity. And so kind of tell me, when did you start getting into helping others? Like, was that always something that uh, you, you had in mind that you wanted to do? Is that always something you did along the way? Or was there a point where you're like, look, it's time to give. Cause I know I talked to Brandon Simmons. I talked to a lot of people. You, you were uh Tom Kroll. You were a big go-giver, right? So yeah. was, this, did, was this a moment in your life or was this something you always did? It's so fulfilling. You know what I mean? Like here's, here's how I look at it. And I, I, I think about a family reunion, right? I went to a family reunion in Chicago mm-hmm. and I'm there and nobody cares what I do. They love me. And they love, they, they, you know, and they remember me growing up and they remember all these things, but nobody has interest in real estate. Right. Nobody has interest in what I'm doing. They're not knocking on my, you, you know what I mean? So the people that are the people that come into my world that are similar to me, that have read rich dad, poor dad, that it's changed them. Like to me, I feel like we're on the same frequency. You know what I mean? It sounds kind of weird and hokey or whatever else, but I really do. So it's like, okay, there's somebody that's on the same frequency as you. They're interested in this. They're, they're obsessed with the same things you are like, let's connect. Like, let's, let's, let's all like, let's go fast. Let's, let's go, let's, let's go really far with this thing as far as we can. So I think that that thing really, I think it's just in, it's natural. It just has to come out. You know what I mean? And, and I always had coaches. I've always had coaches again from a, from a childhood of playing sports and, and, and growing up, I always wanted to be a coach. I always thought that that was incredible. I was always, I always had a lot of respect and, uh, and love, uh, for, for, for the, the coaches that I had and they changed me. So I, you know, that was always something that was interesting. Awesome. And so I, I got the best of both worlds. I get to talk about the thing that I absolutely love and I got to be around people that, uh, love it too. So yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? They, you, you and I could sit down, we could talk for, you know, three weeks mm. and not take a breath. 
For you sure. know what I mean? Like that's incredible. You don't, that, there's not a lot of people in your, in your life that you can do that with. And when you find a tribe of people that you can do that with, uh, you got to pour into it as much as you can. You know, and one thing I really loved about meeting you and chatting with you is, uh, the amount of support that your coaching gives. It's amazing because yeah. I've done coaching left and right, uh, since I started too, cause I, I enjoy it. I always look at like, what can I give? And also, you know, the community, right. And, and you showed me what your community gets. And it's honestly, absolutely mind blowing. What's bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Did you, was there a point where you were like, Hey, let's turn this thing up full notch and give as much support. Or was it always like that? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've always given out my phone number to anybody that's in my coaching. I'm, I always have a personal relationship with everybody that's in there. And that might sound crazy, but it's the truth. But the, what I found is, you know, we, we test things and it's like, do you want to work one-on-one -on -one with Brent? Okay, great. You get this response. Do you want to join the most proactive community in real estate investing? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty people cool. want to belong to a tribe. And I think that it's important to I do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the thought of doing this, like in your house with like alone. Yeah, it's impossible. I, I think it's impossible. It would be impossible for me. Yeah, it would be impossible yeah. for me to be able to just sit there and just do it alone. I'd have to be around other people doing it. And I think that that's the reason why I had business partners early on is right. because I needed that. But the fact about business partners is um, it never lasts. It just never just, lasts. Just you you grow up, so, somebody ends up doing a majority of the hunting and the other people do the gathering, but you find out that the hunting is really where the money's made. The gathering is just transaction. The, 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 the gathering is something that you could hire somebody for right. $20 an hour. So, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, just having a community of people that aren't like taking a slice of your deal, but they're like involved unless you do some sort of, you know, joint venture or partnership type of agreement with them. But yeah. uh, for the most part, we're like, Hey, go out and sell your own deal, make all your money, like keep all the money that you can. We'll support you along the way. And it. uh, it's been incredible. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. about the business partner thing. I also started the business partner, what I love. And, but recently we just split just because it's like, look, you know, we've come to a point where we were supporting each other when we were noobs. But now we've come to a point where we don't really need each other. Right. And it, the split was uh, it was easy. Right. But it is interesting that, you know, Tom Corolla talked to you about it. It's like business partnerships. They don't last. When I, but when I started mine, I thought it was going to be forever. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's, it's interesting how it works that way. So the community is almost like a business partnership, but you're not giving away 50% of your deal. Uh, to It's even better. It's even better because I mean, one person cheerleading for you is phenomenal and really you only need one, but when you have hundreds cheering yeah. for your success, helping you out, supporting you, responding, like being around you, that it just changes. It just, it, it, it gives you more confidence. And I think that once you have that confidence and then you just pour in the action on top of it, you can't lose. You literally can't lose. Exactly. If you talk to enough people with confidence about selling their property, you're going to win massively, right. massively and, and, and quickly. I mean, relatively quickly, you know what I mean? Uh, as opposed to other businesses. So Exactly. It's, it's great. Well, Brent, I mean, like you said, we could be talking for three weeks, you know, but I've had, I've had an awesome time chatting with you. And I really appreciate you uh, letting me come into your community and trusting me in order to be able to kind of give back a little bit. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, I have, uh, I do have some people as we are live, they have some questions. Can I yeah. ask a question? Let's do it. So uh, I got Michelle here saying <clears throat> she's happy that she caught this live and she's brand new to wholesaling and she has not done her first deal yet. 
what is your recommendation for the people watching this that are in analysis? Not saying she's in analysis paralysis, but that might be just watching, learning. What would you yep. say? Hey, what's the action they need to take in order to get their first deal? Go out, find the hundred ugliest properties that are around your house. For real, the hundred ugliest properties. Go to batchskiptracing.com mm-hmm. and plug them in and get the phone numbers for those those people and then call them up. And if you don't know what to say, we have everything, every resource you could possibly want at TTP Insider, like talk to people, ttpinsider.com. Download that so that you know you have, you know, um, the scaffolding of the conversation, the skeleton of the conversation, and then you're going to feel confident and then just call them up and then just start having those conversations. But it starts with you need to step out of the comfort zone and make a call to somebody. And if you're not comfortable with that, find somebody in your market that you can, you could squad up with and then you call one person i'll call one person you call you know what i mean like all of a sudden that that that's like okay if somebody's doing it with me it's a little bit easier michelle i'm sure that you're gangster you could just pick up the phone and call anybody but i'm talking to anybody else that like has some apprehension on picking up the phone and that phone feels like it's 400 pounds and you're just kind of like oh man you know i just i'm so scared that they're going to reject me or they're going to be mean or they're going to be mad or whatever right. else you, right. r- remember your vocal first impression matters and you need that to be kind and certain Mm -hmm. certainty and kindness when you call somebody helps relieve some of that like you know nervousness and your vocal first impression will be more powerful and and more more people will respond to it favorably yeah i love it and and brent what i love doing so i go live like i was telling you uh i go live every day in my facebook group yeah i like calling people and then having everyone watch and being critiqued, right? Because I'm not perfect. I believe I'm really good on the phone, but I like it's kind of fun to do it while people are watching because it's like you got a support group, right? And so it's a win-win for I feel like people in the group, my Facebook group, it's just like, hey, come hear how it sounds. And I'm not alone. And uh, you know, I've gotten rocked a couple times live where people I don't, you know, I get flustered a little bit. You sure. know, somebody hits me with a, you know, I'm talking to an agent and they're like, I ain't trying to work with you, you know, and but it's fun. And and that I, I agree with you hundred percent. You need to uh, you know, get around a community that can kind of give you that when you're down and out, maybe feeling down. Yep. You got some people to support. Well, you. people should be making calls while you're making calls. That's that's the key. Right. Make the calls while he's making the calls, and boom, um, you're, you're you're you feel like you're in it, right? It's all mental. It doesn't really change what the other person on the other end is going to respond. So, but if mentally it gives you support that you're like, yes, I'm going to be able to call while Nathan's calling and we're going to do this and I'm going to comment that I got a lead. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So Brent, someone's asking what's the site again to search, uh, to search houses. I, I think he must be, uh, whoever says this the- is about skip tracing batch batch skip tracing.com you can i mean if you if you have the budget of um i think their lowest tier is a hundred dollars but um batch leads.io do you have a do you have a affiliate for that i do but you know you can throw your plug in it doesn't matter if you no no go ahead give let let them know i can just put it in the link okay perfect yeah so nathan will put it in the link there just go to that go to that um site you could pull your lists you could pull all the comparables you could find out if it's vacant or occupied you can find out how long they've owned it you can uh, understand how much they owe in that property you can look at you know all the cash buyers that are working in that area i mean it's the truly it's the most powerful tool that we have in real estate is batch leads um so i would i would check that out 
Awesome. Yeah, awesome. It, it's a must-have for anybody that's that's really serious and and really wants to go out there and find fantastic deals. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. And it's really cool they they've upgraded it where you can drive for dollars and uh, oh, for, you could drive for dollars through Google Maps, find an ugly house, press a button, and the phone number's right there, and you can press another button and you, with two clicks, and it's calling them. Yeah. It's calling them. Yeah, and guys, and you can just have a conversation with them on your Bluetooth through your computer. And it's bananas. Exciting. Yeah, it's exciting and it's fun, right? Like let's let's talk to someone that you know has a property that looks distressed. We can ask them about it if they're if they're like, hey, no, don't call me. I like my house the way it is. Great, you know, on to the next, right? Yeah, no problem. Cool. Well, Brent, um, you know, you've get dropped a lot of golden nuggets for us. You've helped out a lot of people, uh, and I've got a lot of people saying thank you. Do you have one golden nugget you want to leave with people before we end? Anything you want to say that you feel like uh, would you know you want to leave people with? Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it all comes down to talking to people, guys. I mean, there there's no way around it. In this, if, if you want to build a long lasting business, you got to put in the work, build the skills, and the skills come from the action. Remember, a lot of people get stuck in education, and everybody people think that education plus action equals results. That is the wrong equation, mm -hmm. all right? It is the uh, results, uh, I'm sorry, the action plus the results equals your education. Seriously, that's the difference. Yeah. Getting stuck in the education loop does not provide value. It might make you feel good, but it's not gonna make you profitable. You have to go out there. And that's why I say the dumbest people make the most money in this business. And what I mean by that is they're not, this isn't theory to them. Yeah. This is real life. This is going out. This isn't being a professor in a college. This is being out in the streets building a real business, right? Mm -hmm. So don't get stuck in the education loop and just go out there and proactively talk to owners of properties, that, uh, owners of, of ugly properties. That's it. That's, yeah. that's the whole business. Once you get that down, you're going to start, you're, you're going to realize every single step in the process. And listen, there's enough content out there to walk you through every single part of a transaction, yes. but it doesn't matter if you don't have a deal. It yeah. doesn't matter if you don't have a lead. It doesn't matter if you don't have a prospect. So we all know that there's ugly properties out there. Go find them, go get their phone number, call mm -hmm. them up. And that's how you build the skills. And that's okay. all you got to focus on. Everything else doesn't matter. Learning the value of a property it doesn't matter that's easy you could you could do that on one youtube video easy Zillow. keep it as simple that's as it that. <laughs> that's it i mean it all starts with building up your confidence and, and and being able to go out there and effectively help people out that are in stress i love so talk it. to people yeah and i you know the thing that i have to say about that about talking to people is like if you look at anybody's business that's not successful if you look at their kpis and what their actions are they're probably just not talking to enough people that's what that's it. it comes down to right they're that's not it enough. not enough action well brent it. hey it's been a pleasure it's been an honor to have you on here thanks for again let me be in, inside the community and help out and uh you know we'll, we'll catch you next time Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. It's an honor. I love all you guys. Go yep. out there and find a deal. Talk to somebody. If you've never made a call today, call one person. That's right. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and join my group if you want to see me call people because I'll do it all day. Give me a number. I'll call them right now. All right, guys. Catch you later. See ya.